0: Well, let's look at Luke 24, verse 1. Luke 24, verse 1. It says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. So this is right after Jesus was buried. The women are going down there. In the morning, verse 2, but they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this. You think of what they're thinking. You know, we read it and we go, oh, this is the story. You know, I remember growing up, of course, we all have memories of Easter. Growing up, I, you know, I remember uh, seeing different accounts of it, and you, you know, I used to read the comics on Sunday morning, you know, everybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the comics page that would come in the actual physical newspaper. You know, around this time, it, it was about Easter. I mean, imagine that, getting something in, in the newspaper, and they're just generally referring to it, because it was in the culture, whether people really believed or not. I mean, it was in the culture. Everybody did that. Now it'd be, whoa, you can't. I remember seeing all that. You know, it it was it was always uh, forefront, of course. And then you know all the stuff that goes with it when you're a kid. But see, we know the story, and it's not a story; it's an account. And we're going to see that it's history, it's reality. It's not somebody made it up, but we we know what happened. What we're about to read, it's like, well, yeah, that's what happened. They didn't. These ladies going down, they don't expect him to be gone. They expect him to be in the tomb. They don't know what's going on. See, we understand what eventually happened. We understand in light of of truth and reality and history, we understand that uh, Jesus was going to, he's going to raise from the dead. They thought he was going to come back and be their king at that time. The people there, they thought he's coming to, to turn everything around. Now, he will do that on the earth. That's not this time. But they thought it was this time. So they were very confused at this time. They didn't know what was going on. You kinda, We know what's, where things are going. They didn't. So they come up to the tomb, and the, 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 the stone's rolled away, and he's not in there. And so then it says, verse 4, And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this. <laughs> you can imagine. They're like, wait a minute. Where'd he go? What? What? They don't, they, I mean, imagine, they don't, they're just, they're processing. They don't understand what's going on. That behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Probably another thing that's, wait, wait a minute. The, he's gone, and now there's these two big guys in garments that, that shine. You know, who knows exactly what that looked like? Brilliant. White. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, The next thing, Jesus is gone. There's two big guys. All right. We're getting, we don't. Next thing, I I don't know who you are, but. They said to them, Why do you, so this is the men saying, the angels, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Almost like, duh, you should know this, but you know, they don't know. They're declaring it to him. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered. "...into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again." Verse 8, "...and they remembered his words." So now they're kind of, oh, that's what's going on. "...then they returned from the tomb and told uh, all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles." And their words seemed to them like idle tales. And they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself what had happened. So they all come back, they see this, they're perplexed, they don't exactly know what's going on, but they go back and they tell all the eleven apostles, And they, the 11 apostles are like, that's a tall tale, what? And they didn't believe him. But Peter ran out and checked it out. Now look at Mark 16, verse 9. It says, Now when they rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared, this is another account, Mark, appeared first to Mary Magdalene out of whom he had cast seven demons she went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept and when <coughs> excuse me and when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her they did not believe so this is another account of the same thing that we just read in Luke So they go down, Jesus is risen, the ladies go down. Now look at Mark 16, verse 12, next verse. It says, After that he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went to the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. So Jesus appeared to somebody again, and they went and told them, and they didn't believe it. Luke 24, verse 36 So Jesus is appearing to people. They're saying, "I saw Jesus." You got to remember realize the mindset. They're not expecting this. So when you just when they say <clears throat> when they say, "Jesus, he's alive." They don't have context. They're like they didn't even understand, "Well, okay, that's going to happen. It's happened. It's not that they thought, "Oh, I just don't believe you because you know, it hasn't happened yet or whatever. It's just like, well, what? He's, we just saw him. He's crucified. Their, 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 their world is shattered. So they're, they're not quick to say, oh, yeah, okay, great. Now I thought he was going to be king. Now he died. Now he rose. And now I'm switching gears. Their, their head is trying to catch up. Verse 36, now as they said these things, so they're talking about stuff. Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace to you. So they're just talking. He shows up in the middle of them. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit, a ghost. That's what they're like. Wait a minute. All right, people have said they've seen him. Now all of a sudden he's there. And he said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for the spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marvel, he said to them, Have you any food here? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate in their presence. So he showed them, look, this is where the nail was. This is where the nails were in my feet. He's saying, look at it. It's me. Verse 44, "'Then he said to them, "'These are the words which I spoke to you "'while I was still with you, "'that all things must be fulfilled "'which were written in the law of Moses "'and of the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. "'And he opened their understanding "'that they might comprehend the Scriptures. "'Then he said to them, "'Thus it is written, "'and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer "'and to rise from the dead the third day, "'and that repentance and remission of sin "'should be preached in his name to all nations, "'beginning at Jerusalem.'" And we and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So he said this, he said, he's starting to break it down and say, look, this is what happened. This is what was prophesied. And this is why I had to suffer and then I am, why I've been resurrected. That's why it was necessary. And then in verse 48, he said, and you are witnesses of these things. You saw it. You are a witness to it. Let's look really, um, let's look quickly at, at John 20, verse 19. So they saw, and they believed, they, they, well, he's alive, I mean, what are we going to say in front of them? John 20, verse 19 says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, when the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. So another, this is another account of what Jesus did, what we just read, but it adds some more. Verse 20, when he said this, he showed them his hands in the side, then his disciples were glad when they saw the Lord, like, hey, it is him. Wow, I didn't see this coming, but you're here. You rose from the dead. Now they're, their heads spin, they're like, wow, this is, this is new, but here we go. Verse 21, so Jesus said to them, peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you. He said, and he, you know, we read from the other account, he explained some things to them and said, you are witnesses, and he said, I'm sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Verse 24, Now Thomas, called the twin one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see, the, the hand, see his hands and print of the nails and put my finger in the print of the nails and put my hand in the side, I will not believe. So now you have, see the chain. You got the, the ladies, they saw, they saw Jesus. They go back and tell the disciples, and they're like, nah. Somebody sees them on the road, they go back and tell the disciples, nah. Then Jesus himself comes in the middle of them, appears, and says, hey, it's me. They say, okay, well, Thomas wasn't there. So they tell him, and he goes, nah, I don't believe it. Unless I see it, I won't believe it. Verse 20, after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, and the doors being shut, stood in the midst. In other words, he just appeared in the middle of it, and said, peace to you. And then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said, my Lord, my God. So now Thomas is on board. He's on the Jesus train. He said, all right. And Thomas was with him that whole time. Thomas saw everything. These guys saw everything. Verse 29, Jesus said to them, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. So see, they, each one of them, they saw Jesus. They told somebody else, but they didn't necessarily believe, but then each one in turn, they saw him risen. And then he's saying, look, Thomas, you didn't believe these guys. Then you saw me, and then you believed. He goes, blessed are those that haven't seen, yet believed. John 20, verse 30, then, at the end of this chapter, this is John wrapping up what he said. See, he wrote the whole account. The Gospel of John. We have four different accounts, people writing down their their eyewitness account of what happened with Jesus. They're witnesses of what happened with Jesus, that they, they, they saw Him, that they lived with Him. And so John wrote this down, and at the end he's saying this, John 20, verse 30, It says, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Look at that again. Verse 31. These were written that you may believe. So John is writing. And why is he writing? That people that did not see, did not hear, now he's giving account. Can you leave that up? They didn't see and hear, but he said so that you can believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life. Look at Acts 1, verse 7. So we saw these people, they lived, they saw. Jesus said, now, you are witnesses. You are witnesses. And then we see here, John's a witness. Acts 1, verse 7 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends, uh, or the end of the earth. He said, you're going to be witnesses. In Acts five twenty-seven, you see this over and over. I want you to see this, how, what actually happened. What are we reading? When you're reading this account and reading these different accounts in the Word of God, we're reading people's a, a witness of something that actually happened to them. Acts five twenty seven says, and when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you, or do we not strictly command you not to teach in his name? Look, you have been filled, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on this. So these are the religious leaders, and they are going and preaching. And the religious leaders are coming and saying, You got to stop that. Now look at the next verse. Verse 29, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. So see, they know, wait a minute, Jesus said we're witnesses. What's our job? we got to tell what's going on. But notice, this, they are witnessing to something, and even when they're under the threat of death, this is what they're doing. Verse 30, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to His right hand to be Prince and Savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins, and we are His witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey Him. So they're dealing with the, the hierarchy, and they're going, look, we got to tell people about this, but they are they are uh, conveying what they saw. They didn't, you know, they, they, these people were the original ones that saw Jesus. And so now they're going out. They've been commissioned by Jesus to say, you need to tell people, look, this is why I came and I rose. They saw him alive. And they're passing that out to whoever. It's not just they decided. Now get this. It's not just they decided, uh, you know, here's this religious idea that we, we adhere to, that we made up, and we're just going to tell people about that because that, you know, makes us feel good. They walked with the Son of God on the earth. They ate with Him. They drank with Him. They saw Him. They saw Him die. They saw Him bleed. Their, their mind is... Exploding at that point, they're going. Wait a minute, we 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 followed you. We were with you. We thought you were going to take everything back, and you were going to rule, and we were going to rule with you. What's going on? They saw him die. They saw that he was buried, and they're thinking, "We're fools. What the heck happened?" And then he's back, and he says, "I had to do that so that I could be a sacrifice for sins." Now you saw me. You saw me dead, you saw me before, you saw me alive. Now your job is to go tell. And so this is how then they started to witness, they started to tell others. But it's not something they said, well, I read this in a book, you know, not readily available at that time. Somebody just told me, these guys experienced it and they, they believed believe it so much that people are threatening them with death these are the people they can just their whole lifestyle can be completely uprooted you know if they cross the wrong people and they're saying look we know what we saw we know what we saw you're 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 trying to convince us of something you you have in your mind but we know he's the son of god nobody raises from the dead like that we saw him we walked with before and we saw him raised now look at um 1 Corinthians 15:3 I want you to see this this concept of of a witness. See, we understand what a witness is. You know, in the judicial system or many other areas, you know, you get in an accident, you know, the fender bender, call the police officer, you know, what happened here? Well, you got two people, Well, I mean, they stopped suddenly, and I rear-ended them, and it it could be their their words against each other. But if two other people are waiting there and say, no, we saw the whole thing, this is what happened, and we talk to this other person, no, we saw it, this is what happened, police officers writing it down, and it's going to agree or disagree with what is going on with other people, right? You may be trying to, they may be trying to, uh, somebody could be dishonest and say, no, it wasn't my fault, you know, I saw, there was something uh, I didn't even uh, watch some of it, but there was something that popped up on YouTube, it, it and the, the, the title was um, conveying the fact that people got pulled over, and they were totally making up the wrong thing, and then they realized there was a dash cam on, like, the person that was following them or something, and it all got caught on tape. But at that point, no matter what you said, We saw what happened. A witness, in the lack of video evidence, a witness, if you got people that are saying this is what happened, uh, it's not just hearsay anymore. I witnessed it. I saw it. That carries a lot of weight. That's what we're dealing with. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3. So the Apostle Paul. Preaching or, or, or writing this, it says, "For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received." Now, Paul, Paul, did not see the Lord. Je- he did not. He was not an apostle with the Lord Jesus. He didn't walk with him, but he persecuted the church. So this is now a guy that was against the church. He was against anything Christians believed. He. He wasn't like, you know, a fan of all this. He was actually petitioning to have people rounded up and thrown in prison that believed in Jesus. So this is his background. Now, Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. He appeared to the guy that is basically his enemy and told him, look, who are you persecuting? Who are you coming against? You know, he couldn't see. He's blinded by the light. He hears Jesus. He sees Jesus. And he's like, Lord. He bows his knee to to Jesus. He had a personal revelation. Jesus spoke to him. So that's that's the person that's writing this. Let's read verse 3 again. It says, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and he was seen by Cephas, that's Peter, then by the twelve, and that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep or some have died. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then, last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. So notice what he's saying. He, he talks about the th- very thing that we see, that he, saw, he was seen by the twelve. Then he was seen by 500 living people at once. Then he was seen by the other apostles, you know, not the 12 apostles, but the other apostles and um, some other individuals, and they said most of these people are still alive. Now think about the fact that if 500 people at once witnessed an event, that carries a good amount of weight, would it not? It's not like, oh, well, this just happened. Oh, you said it. Wait, you said it? You said it? You were all there and you said it? You saw it? That's a tremendous amount of weight. Well, that's what we're talking about here. That's what the Bible says. What Jesus did has been witnessed by people. Let's go to the next part of 1 Corinthians 15. This is Paul continuing, he says, Now if Christ is preached that He has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say there is not res- no resurrection of the dead? So he has, he, a few verses earlier, he's saying, look, Christ died for our sins, He rose, so that we could be right with Him on the third day. And he said, this has been witnessed, by all these people, and he says, including 500 people at once. Now he's saying this. Let's go back to verse 12 again and read it. It says, Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? What are they saying? Jesus didn't rise. He said, what if everybody's saying this, how is there some people that say, no, no, didn't happen? Verse 13, But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ has not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. He's saying, look, if Jesus if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Jesus did not raise from the dead. If he did not raise up from the dead, then we're false witnesses. We lied. He's saying it's not true. If Jesus doesn't rise, then none of it's true. And we're false witnesses. And you can get a lot of trouble if you commit perjury. You lie under oath. Well, he's saying, look, I mean, we're all, we, we all are saying the wrong thing if it's not true. Verse 16, For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we we are of all men the most pitiable. He said, look, If Jesus really didn't raise from the dead, everything you believe and I believe, it's futile. What does futile mean? It doesn't mean anything. And he said, if he has not raised from the dead, then everybody that's already died, that believed in him, they're perished. They're done. I mean, he's being strong. He said, look, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then everything you believe, it's nonsense. And everybody, they thought that he was believing or he or she would believe in Jesus, and went on, they're dead. there is no hope. And then he says, if, if in only this life we have hope in Christ, we are the most, pity, pity, you could say, pitiful of all people. He said, "Look, if it's just something we believe, we made up, we, we decided to believe, and Jesus really didn't raise from the dead, then we are the biggest fools and you ought to be pitying us. Well, isn't that what a lot of people say about religion? Religion, yes. Religion is man-made. When you hear the word religion, you think man-made. Now, religion, absolutely, can be something somebody made up. Decided, this is the way things ought to be, and I think God is like this, or there's many gods, there's thousands of gods, I believe there's no God, whatever. People get all kinds of ideas. That's religion. You can have the religion of whatever. And there is religion of whatever. I mean, silly, silly stuff. People make up the religion of whatever. I don't know if it's just completely in jest or if they actually believe some of it, you know. But some of it's almost just mocking what what people would believe. Well, there is a lot of nonsense in the world. There is a lot of crazy ideas. you got people in the world, you're going to have craziness. People say the church is crazy. No, no, people are crazy. Christians are just crazy. No, no, they're people. Uh, that, that, we're not talking about a, a category of perfect individuals. What you're saying is, Jesus died, so I am redeemed in spite that I'm not perfect. I don't try. We, we don't try to go and mess up and see how bad we can mess everything up. That's not, that's not the intent. It's not like, a, a, you know, this get-out-of-jail-free of card that we just say, oh, you know, well, I'm a Christian, I can do... No, that's a bad witness. That, that makes, that makes uh, Jesus look bad. That makes everything look bad. No, we're not saying that. The Bible doesn't teach that. But just because somebody's a Christian doesn't I mean they're perfect. People have tripped up on that. Well, <laughs> the church is full of a bunch of hypocrites. Well, the world is full of a bunch of hypocrites. If you mean people are trying to live right... And then share what the word says, which is perfection, but they're not yet there yet. Well, join the club. nobody's there. If we have to be completely perfect in order to share what God said is the truth, we're all done. We might as well just shut up, live by ourselves, not tell anybody anything. How many of you know you can share a truth that would help somebody and not be there yourself? Ever heard of a coach? I don't care what sports you're in, those coaches that are coaching the professional athletes, they may have one time been there, but a lot of them, they weren't necessarily at superstar status as some of the people they're coaching. Well, you're not a superstar, so you can't coach me. Are you crazy? Then that means once you get to a certain place, nobody can tell you anything. You can can give principles, you can give right direction, just in the natural, without being there. What's the same thing? It's sharing the Word of God. God's right. And this is the way, and we ought to do our best to to live up to it. But if we stumble, it doesn't mean God's not right. He's still right. So, religion makes up all kinds of nonsense. But we're talking about the truth of what happened. And we're not, and the Bible does not talk about one man's idea. This isn't one person's idea. This isn't one person's vision. Somebody saw something and like, an angel told me, and we're going to do this. Angels can speak to people. But there are religions that are, are based on, somebody told me something, and they share it with a bunch of people and say, hey, the angel appeared to me, we're going to do this, and a bunch of people followed them. Notice that's a single witness. You can't, you know, you witnessing for yourself about something that doesn't carry as much weight. We read all these people witnessed, I witnessed the same thing. And they testified to it. They said, We saw this. And they said it and saw 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 it. And it it got written down and captured, Mm -hmm. verified. And copied, and copied over the years, and copied very meticulously. But it goes back to people that saw. And people will say, well, you know, I don't believe the Bible because it's a bunch of, it's what men wrote. But then they'll go read news articles. They'll go watch movies, which are written and shot by men. They'll go listen to podcasts that are are people. Go read books, people, and say, I'm taking their word. Well, you're believing something. We believe somebody said something. This is saying we believe what somebody witnessed to this fact. Somebody said, well, I believe science. Well, science is what is repeatable that you could do an experiment over and over. Anybody that got the right equipment can do the same thing. That's true science. If you can't test it, you don't know empirically. That's the truth. You can have an idea and say, well, it's probably like this. That's not the same as, this is the way it is. Watch. Go through the, the, the example or the um, experiment, and here, we'll do it again. And, oh, we can do it again, and you can do this at home. And do it again, and it'll happen the same way. That is true science. Some people say, well, we don't, you know, we don't believe such and such, and this is what the Bible said, and we, and we believe this happened. But you don't have conclusive evidence that that happened. You have a theory. is not the same as a uh, law. And so then you have something that somebody said about it rather than what was witnessed or what can be absolutely proven. You know, somebody may have uh, a, a belief that they don't have to wear a seatbelt and they'll get the same results when they, if they're in an accident slam on the brake as somebody that did. They could believe that very strongly. I don't need one. I'm not telling you, to, you know, it's the law now. When I grew up, it got switched when I was growing up. And it was weird putting your seat. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? If you, you didn't wear a seatbelt a lot, you know, it was a lot different then. And when it switched over, it was weird. You to, now you got to get used to, to wearing that seatbelt all the time. But now, I bet you everybody in here, I mean, it's just habit. You sit down, right? But if you believe real strongly, no, I'm not, you know, I, I'll, it, I'll be fine. Well, there is conclusive evidence to the contrary. But even if you believed really strongly that I don't need one, the result could be a lot different if a situation arose. What we just believe, and people have ideas about stuff, but what's it based on? Here would be based on an example, of something that actually concrete you can show. You know, you've seen those dummies in the slow motion videos, and they start going. Well, what's the proof with Jesus? He's alive. There's nobody else, anybody can point to, in any religion, any belief system, where the leader rose from the dead. And not just rose from the dead as a figment of somebody's imagination, but was witnessed by real people and written down. John 3.16, very familiar verse of Scripture. But it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. See, Jesus said that, and then that's what He walked out His time here on the earth. Then He went to the cross He went to the cross and died, and rose again for this real, very reason: that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse seventeen: For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him, uh, through him they might be saved. That's what Jesus did, and that's what was witnessed to: is that he did what he said he came for. And what is the deed? What is the proof? He's alive. He is alive and he appeared to people and now they passed that information to other people and they left a written account and they left uh, descriptions. You know, he ate fish with us. He came in the middle of the room. He showed up. I was walking. You know, somebody was walking on a road, and he appeared. I went to the tomb and then saw him. You know, there and talked to him. Five hundred people just tells us five hundred people saw him, but doesn't tell us the cir- circumstances. But this this would be like you having all this documentation of people that saw this and that and this, and all together, then it comes to evidence. John 14, 6, Jesus said about himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Well, that would blow away a lot of what people say now, and that have, it's nothing new. It's been said for years and years and years. That would blow away the theory that, well, there's many ways to God. It doesn't matter. I can believe what I want to believe. You can believe what you want to believe. You can believe you. your know, seatbelt's not going to help you. But at the end of the day, when you leave this earth, there's, good, there's a reality. Jesus said, there is no other way. I'm the way. That's it. And Jesus is the same one that died, and Jesus is the same one that rose again. Jesus was witness to that. He did that. And so that's the weight. That's the witness. That's the, Jesus said this. There is proof. There is supernatural proof. And so then it becomes, okay... Read this, read this, see this, heard this. Now, what do I believe about that? What we are saying, as Christians in this day and age, you know, Jesus didn't die yesterday. Jesus didn't die last week. You can't talk to somebody that saw him. Now, Somebody may have had a vision of him, uh, but they didn't see him in the flesh. You cannot go down the street or look somebody up and go find somebody and talk to him and say, yeah, you saw him, then tell me about him. No, what we have is the Bible, but it's not just, well, that's just people's hearsay. No, this is as if you had a document today. These are all the testimonials. This is the witness. Now it comes to the point of, what do I think about that? Do I think they're all liars? Do I think this is all just, all, every one of these people wrote this down and said these things because it made them feel good, made them feel important, that they just thought they'd all get the 500 people thought, you know what, we really think this would be awesome if we just said he rose from the dead when he didn't. Okay, that's, that's the crux of the matter because the fact is we have witnesses. That's what's written, that's what the Bible is. You have it. So then what do we, what do, when we look at the reality, we say, well, what is real? What is real in, in life? What, who, who is God and who is well? Jesus came and said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He came as a witness saying, I am the Son of God. And then he conquered death. He rose from the dead. That's why the resurrection is so important. That's why we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Because like we read, if there is no resurrection, what? it doesn't matter if you believe in Jesus or not, it's futile. But if he did raise from the dead, and all this witness is true, then He is the Son of God. He is the only way to the Father. He is the only mediator between God and man. And then we have a decision to make. Do I believe that witness or not? That's what it comes down to. Who am I going to believe? What am I going to believe? It becomes a matter of evidence and the heart. And the fact is, God. if God is real and who He said He is, then He is omniscient. He is everywhere at once and the Spirit of God does prompt us and help us and lead us and point us to the Son. First, First John 5:11 um, says, "And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life and this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life, Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. In other words, you have Jesus, you have life. If you don't have Jesus, you don't. It's it's that simple because if He's the only way, He's the truth, then I can't make up something else. Well, I'm entitled to my beliefs. Everybody's entitled to their beliefs in the sense that you can choose to believe something. It doesn't mean It's right. And we have to choose what we look at. John 6, 37 says, All that the Father gives me will come to me. The one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. Jesus said, anybody that comes to me, I won't cast them out. So Jesus came, he said, so that people could be saved. And he said, whoever comes to me, whoever believes on me, I will not cast out. Romans 10, 11 then says this. It says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. Saying there's no difference, your background. doesn't matter where you come from. doesn't matter who you know. It says everybody that comes to the Lord is on equal footing. Verse 13 says, whoever calls on the name of, of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on him says that's the whole reason he came. Wouldn't it be silly? Jesus came. He said, I've come so that people, I could be the way to the Father. I came as a ransom, as a sacrifice. I did this. I rose from the dead for that reason. Oh, somebody comes to me, but you know what? No, I'm not accepting you. That is the reason he came. And he said, I will by no means cast anybody out. In other words, Nobody is rejected. It's just a matter of coming to Him, and it says, whoever calls on Him, what do you have to know to call on Him? You have to believe He is Lord. You have to believe He is who the Bible says He is. These witnesses, we say, we're weighing in the balance. We say, all right, I believe that. I believe that's true. I don't think they're liars. I believe that's true. And it says, whoever calls on Him, you're not going to call on somebody you don't believe in. You're not going to call on somebody if you thought it was somebody's fabrication. When you call on him, you are saying, Lord, I trust you. I believe you. I believe that you are seated at the right hand of the Father, that you did raise from the dead, that you did die so that I could be right with you. You did pay the ransom, and that by calling on you, you said I would you would accept me, and you would not cast me out. And finally, Romans 10, verse 9 says that if you confess... With your mouth, the Lord Jesus. What does that mean? Declare with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. Believe it in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. See, you believe in your heart, what? That's true. How would you get to that place? I believe the witnesses. I believe the testimony. I'm convinced. He rose from the dead, and he is Lord. It says if you believe that in your heart, that God raised him from the dead verse 10 for with the you would be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation that's simple lord i believe you i believe who you are who the bible says you are. i believe the accounts i believe you're the son of god i believe that you died for my sins i believe that if i call on you you won't reject me i believe that i call on you you will uh, that I will be saved that you will receive me and so I confess you I declare you as Lord I believe it that's all That's it That's the the, the decision that's what we that's what we decide that Lord you're right Now with every head bowed every eye closed everybody online we've read scripture We've read the Bible. We've read the accounts of what the Bible says about Jesus. We celebrate today the resurrection of the Christ. That means the Messiah, the Savior. I'm going to pray right now a general prayer for everybody as we go. I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray with you in a minute. But I just pray right now, Lord, I ask you, every person within the sound of my voice, I ask you, Lord, open their hearts I ask you to help them to see clearly right now and to act on what you've said in the name of Jesus. Now, if you've said, you've said, I've examined the evidence. I I believe that that God uh, sent Jesus, that Jesus is Lord. I believe that God raised Him from the dead. I believe that it was for me so that I could be right with Him then we're going to give you an opportunity to pray and do and confess that in a moment. And if you've said, look, anybody, online, on site, if you said, I used to walk with God, but I, I, I walked away from Him. I've slipped away, but I want to be right with Him. I want to be in the right place with Him. I want to know that I'm right with Him. Then you can do that as well. Now I'm going to have everybody, whether, uh, if you've already done that before, you've confessed the Lord Jesus. If you've done it before, you're already in a place, good place. I'm going to have everybody say it together, but if this is your first time confessing that, I say it with everybody else. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. That's what the Bible says, and the Bible says you're saved. So go ahead and say this after me, everybody together. Dear God, I believe in Jesus. I believe he is the Son of God. I believe he came to earth, that he died, that he was buried. That He rose from the dead. That He was seen by the apostles. That He was seen by other disciples. That He was seen by over 500 people at once. I believe that He rose from the dead. And that He is seated in heaven with you. I need a Savior. And I believe He is that Savior. So I confess him as my Lord and Savior right now. You said that if I called on you, I would be saved. So I am now saved. I receive what you did. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for coming to earth. Praise you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Now, everybody, look up here. If you're in in here, if you prayed that for the first time, we want to give you a a package. We have a gift for you. Is there anybody in here that you prayed that for the first time? Or if there's anybody in the fellowship hall, the ushers will get you something. Anybody online? Right now, uh, there will be an address on the screen, uh, and there will be a Facebook link. And there will be under, uh, if you're watching online, uh, on the website, there'll be a button there. But it set, it, it brings you to a page uh, about, to, it's, it's called Know Jesus. And it's andoverchristiancenter.org slash Jesus. You just go there. If you made that decision, if you made the decision to trust him for the first time, if you made the decision uh, to come back to him, just click on that and go there. Just... Uh, If you'd fill that out, it's very brief, that gives us an opportunity to to send you a gift, to send you some material that will get you going in your walk with God. And it it also allows us to contact you, get you involved in a church, whether it's this one or if you're somewhere else, we want you to get involved in a good church that will help you to be built up in all God that has for you and grow in this new life as a Christian. And if you're on site, there's anybody, then the same thing, you'll get a gift. And and we'd like you to, uh, either way, we'll get you this material that'll help you. Well, praise God.